Well, I'm a big fan of the rock band Queen, and I tell you what, the song We Are the Champions keeps playing in my head over and over and over, over what just recently happened. The Southern Miss men's basketball team are the regular season Sun Belt champs, and the women's team are the Sun Belt regular season champs as well. So, what a great, great year over there in Reed Green Coliseum. And obviously, right around the corner here, the Sun Belt Conference tournament is kicking in, and we have a tremendous chance for both the men and the women to be the winners of those tournaments. And wow, that punches your ticket to the big dance and, and what a cap on the year that would be. Welcome to another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshan Kenny. Really appreciate you supporting the show. We're early on and, and I'm having a lot of fun bringing you all of this content. Well, during the show, you've seen I, I, I kind of give a take on something I feel opinionated about a bit. And we're going to get into that right now. And that's the segment called Marshant's Rants. And in this week's rant, I got to talk about something uh, that I think a lot of you are going to feel me uh, about. Uh, What it is, is concessions. I've been to a lot of Southern Miss home football games. I've been to Southern Miss men's basketball games. And I tell you what, the line at the concessions and just the wait is kind of getting to be a little bit long. And uh, I'm, I'm a positive guy. I am. Everybody knows me with Southern Miss. I am, but uh, for example, that Lafayette basketball game, that was a big old crowd. I had a good friend sitting with me, and he about near missed the whole first half just waiting for concessions, and he came back without anything in his hand. So I'm just challenging the administration, challenging behind the scenes on some things we can do to get the concession stand just moving a little bit faster, please. Uh, definitely want to make it a positive experience as much as possible. I appreciate the workers at the concessions. I do. Uh, but let's just figure out something to where we can get things moving along just a little bit faster, please. All right. This show is big with interviews, that's for sure. My next interview, I mean, wow, I'm so excited about this. He's my great friend. He's a great leader of young men. And I know a lot of you are so proud of him this year. So with all that said, let me bring in my interview for this week, and that's head men's basketball coach, Jay Ladner. All right, we're here with head Southern Miss basketball coach, Jay Ladner. What a joy it is of mine. And Coach uh, Jay, I've enjoyed the friendship we've uh, built over the past uh, few years for sure, even though I knew even before that. But uh, I appreciate you being on the show, man. (laughs) Uh, Of course, I I just was such an admirer of you, the way you played football here, and of course your success and your team's success. And uh, so, so to be on your show, well, first of all, again, as you said, our friendship has grown and I can't tell you how much that it means to me because you, you're one of those people that stuck in there with us when times were rough and, and, uh, and, and you didn't throw us under the bus and you stayed loyal and true to, you know, the support. And I, and I can't, it's for guys like you that I appreciate it. So you could add if, 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 and I know that you wouldn't because you've got so much, so many other people to get on, but when you asked me to be on, I couldn't say yes fast enough because I feel that indebted to you and people like you. So I'm very, very thankful for you allowing me to be on your on your anyone, anywhere, anytime. And I love it. Oh, Coach, you're too humble, man. I mean, it, the honor is all mine. I mean, shoot, everything you're doing right now. And speaking of this season right now, I keep saying Hollywood needs to come to Hattiesburg, man. They got to get here <laughs> soon. They got to get a movie going. My wife thinks like a Kurt Russell type should play you. So who, who do you think should play you, man? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, whoever the ugliest 
guy is in Hollywood that probably that that needs a job. But uh, you know, your wife's too too nice, Kurt Russell. That's what we were thinking. Kurt, but, uh, we were thinking big, man. He's a little bit older. Yeah. But we we're thinking big. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. That that's pretty neat, though. Thank you. Heck yeah, man. It's been such a fun season. So I uh, want to get into your story some, man. First, kind of get into a backdrop of you. I mean, uh, basketball's been in your blood your whole life, man. Your dad, Jay Larry Ladner, he's in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. They call him the Mississippi Ambassador of Basketball. 1960, He's he's got the first basketball camp in the state of Mississippi. I mean, how was it growing up with a basketball family like that? Well, you know, and, and of course it goes, uh, Marcian, I, I blessed. I'll, that's going to be my, my answer to that. Um, probably, you know, I, I, some people, uh, Marchant get to, uh, they, they, they go to get an education, they go to work and you and I both probably know a lot of people that, that are doing things maybe that they, uh, uh, they, they do it for the profet their professional careers and so forth, but they don't really have a, they don't enjoy it that much, or maybe they got a really a passion for something else, or maybe they just didn't get the right break. Whatever, there's all kinds of circumstances. But I, I cannot say that I truly have been able to live out a dream. Um, and 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 at 57 years old, uh, still be coaching the game of basketball. And so you you meant and which is a game. It's a young young person's game. And uh, you mentioned growing up. Um, of course, my dad, I have an extended family uh, that I'll, it just seemed like everybody. My, my family's from down in Hancock County from Kill, of course, where Brett Favre's from. Uh, of course, my grandmother was a Favre. And it just seemed like every Ladner plays basketball or coach basketball. And and uh, my my uh, well, of course, I called him my uncle because he was a little bit older than my dad. But he was really my first cousin or my excuse me, my second cousin, my dad's first cousin. Um, he was the long, long time uh, basketball coach at Hancock, uh, now Hancock High School, used to be called Hancock North Central. And that just won thousands of games at one time was the winningest coach in the country uh, at, at that level. And I just never knew anything else. I just grew up in an athletic based family. And like I said, truly blessed football, basketball, baseball. You know, my dad, they all, none of them grew up with very much, you know, Marchant, you can probably relate a little bit yeah. to that. You just didn't have a lot of means growing up and you're, you're, you, you know, you just played ball and you were raised tough. And, you know, my mom's from Poplarville and my dad's from Kill and met at Pearl River. My dad was there playing football and, and basketball at Pearl River Junior College. I mean, we just got kind of a, a kind of a blessed upbringing, I say, and uh, it was, it was a uh, blue collar br- uh, upbringing. We, we, uh, I always, I always tell them, I said, we had a drug, a drug, there was a drug problem at my house. And I said, we got drugged to church. I said, we got, <laughs> you, we, you got drugged to work. You got drug out of bed to go to school. You got drugged, you know, it, it, that, that was the kind of drug problem we had in our house. And, uh, but, uh, growing up around basketball, my dad was a coach at Picayune from 60 to 71. And then in 1971, he took a job, uh, here at USM, as the uh, they, they had a special program, Marshan, you may remember it called athletic administration and coaching. And what they did were tra- professionally trained because Southern Miss has a teaching. Uh, you know, one of our main focuses here is, is, is putting out teachers when they had that they would train boys that were going to be coaches. And uh, so you would have a professional coaching uh, core in, in inside, you know, in Mississippi. And uh, so I just have been around teaching and coaching. I knew from a very young 
age that I wanted to coach. And uh, I saw the impact that my dad was having on, 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 on men because he, of course, was uh, primarily a boys coach. And, uh, and, and the way that, that they just had these relationships that stayed, you know, for, for the rest of their lives. And I thought that was really, really neat. And um, he, of course, taught me that there's a lot more to coaching than X's and O's and helping to impact young men's lives. And, and, uh, and so kind of fast forward a few years uh, when I was getting ready to graduate from high school. And I went to Oak Grove High School here in Hattiesburg. I played for the legendary high school coach in Mississippi, Coach Harry Breland, who actually was at our game this past Saturday and got to spend a lot of time with Coach and um, played two sports. He was actually my basketball and baseball coach. And uh, so in 1984, which was about the time uh, a couple of years prior, I should say, around 81, USM had entered the Metro Conference. Right. And it, which was unbelievable. It's, it's an incredible league back then and had Louisville and Memphis and the, the, uh, Cincinnati and uh, Virginia Tech, South Carolina, Florida State. It was just in Tulane. It was just an incredible league. And, uh, it, and it was all sports but football. Of course, eventually it began, began to uh, have football as well. And, uh, and then some of the other, like South Carolina and Florida State, they were all playing in, in, of course, different football leagues at that time. But basketball, baseball, and all the other sports were, were members of the Metro Conference. And uh, so you got an opportunity. I was still in high school. You got an opportunity to see Louisville and, and, and all those big national powers coming in here to Hattiesburg to play. And so I saw USM's basketball program grow. I saw, uh, as, a, as, a, you know, as I was getting into my high school years, I saw our football program Reggie Collier and Sammy Winder and all these uh, USM greats elevating our program to, to really one of the top programs in the country. And then, and then of course, our baseball program in, in the mid-80s when uh, Coach Denson, uh, they, they, they began to emphasize baseball and he, and he took over and it just it blew up. So I grew up and went – and then, then I was fortunate to have an opportunity, of course, like you did, to, to come to Southern Miss – and play uh, basketball, of course, under legendary Coach Turk, and baseball under Coach Denson. And, I mean, it was just an incredible time. And uh, so I developed – I'd already had a great love for the school because of growing up here in Hattiesburg, but I also had uh, a, a, a great – just further developed a great love for our athletic program, particularly the basketball program and the baseball program because of being part of it. And uh, left uh, – graduated from USM and uh, – began a, uh, I actually was a pharmaceutical salesman of all things, if you can think of it. Uh, and, and people say all the time, why did, how did you, you know, <laughs> go from there to coaching? But I, I wanted to coach and uh, I, I, I could give a lot more details and I don't want to bore, bore anybody, but the, the bottom line is I was working down on the Mississippi Gulf coast. One of my, my dad's former basketball players at Picayune high school to tie all this together was the athletic director at St. Stanislaus high school. And I had never coached before. My only background, of course, was my family background in coaching, but I had never coached a, a bit. I thought, and you're, you're a Catholic school, Jesuit high school graduate, and, and so uh, the brothers that ran St. Stanislaus, I developed, a uh, again, their athletic director had played for my dad, so I had a relationship with him, and I would go watch him play periodically. And one of the brothers at St. Stanislaus, brother Paul Montero, who was the president, uh, Marchant kind of, we developed a friendship and he would always be encouraged me. He said, you need, you're, 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 you're cut out for, for teaching and coaching. You need to, 
you need to think about getting in teaching coaching. That's what God's calling is for you. You know, of course, he, he's laying that up that on me, you know, and but but he was really already speaking to me because I already knew that that that's really what I truly wanted to do. Well, they had this uh, 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 after I'd been out of school for for three years, making more money than I ever thought I could make selling pharmaceuticals. Uh, I got a call from brother Paul Montero at St. Stanislaus. And he said, coach, we just had a, a coaching opening. Our, our head coach has, uh, just, uh, he, he's developed some uh, bad uh, diabetes. And he said, he's just going to have, he's going to have to step down and we'd like to talk to you about the job. And so now I couldn't say fast enough. I'd love to talk to him. So I went down there and talked to him and, and Marchant, I, they, they, offered me the job. I didn't even know, ask what it paid. I didn't ask, uh, this is true. I, I didn't know what it paid. And, and, and of course, when he said, we'd like for you to be the head basketball coach. And this is where your, your Catholic school background will come in too. Those Catholic schools going to get every bit of money out of you. They can, you know what I'm saying? They're going to stretch. So, so I was the junior high football coach. I was the, the head basketball, varsity basketball coach and junior high baseball coach. And I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. I may have agreed to about 10 other things too. And uh, so I took the job, loved it. And, and I thought that there's the funny part of it. I thought they had seen this rising star in coaching, man, that they, they picked me out of the crowd. Oh man, that guy right there is going to be a good one. Little did I know till a few weeks later that nobody else had ever wanted that job. They didn't apply for oh. it. <laughs> I was about the only one maybe dumb enough to take it. But I, I loved every minute of it. I love uh, coaching down there at that school. And it taught me a lot about uh, young men and, 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 and educating and raising young men. And, uh, and I was there for 20 years. And then I had an opportunity to come back to uh, Oak Grove High School for one year, and I, that, which is where I went to high school, and I thought that would be where I was going to retire. The Lord opened up as I was there for one year. The Lord mm -hmm. opened up a door for me to go to Jones Junior College right up the road from Hattiesburg, Marchant. Mm -hmm. And uh, in our second year there, we won the National Junior College Championship. Yeah, the, the, the first door. one ever. The first the one first, ever. First and only one uh, to this day uh, ever. Uh, in the state of Mississippi. And uh, th of course, that opened the door up for me to go to Southeastern Louisiana. Of course, at Southeastern Louisiana, we were able to get a program that had been down on its luck a little bit and got it going and won the league. And we're, we're in the top two or three of the league every year after the first couple of years. And, uh, and of course, then there was a, a coaching change here at USM. And then it was kind of a very similar situation. It, we're coming off probation and uh, and, and I was given the dream of my life to be able to be the head coach here. And, you know, the first two or three years have been tough. And that's why I'm thankful people like you who didn't give up on us. And now yeah, we're beginning to see the, the rewards of our hard work. And that's just kind of a, a synopsis right. of, of what my professional career has been about. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been the traditional kind of coaching no. route to get out of the one job, but very non-traditional. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, the introductory video of when you got the job at Southern Miss with Jeremy McLean right there. You leaned over and said, I don't even know what I'm getting paid because it's my destination. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time, man. Yeah. That was great. You're just so But you know, you know, you know, Marchant, when you're getting to do something that you want to do, that those things really don't factor into it that much. And I wish sometimes I wish I would have asked a few more questions. But it's it's really the truth. And going back to my high school, because had they told me at St. Stanislaus what, what it was going to pay. I may not have taken the job, you know, but I'm glad I didn't. The Lord led me there and he, and he led me here. And, uh, and I'm, I'm truly blessed. I'm truly blessed.
Yeah, great resume and everything. And we, I didn't want to skip over too much. Mentioned that 1987 NIT championship well, that you did happen to win too with MK back in the day. That was incredible. I was, I was a bad player on a really good team. I'll just well, say that I had some great teammates. I, I, I tell you what, there's a picture flying around you from your playing days, man. It's an action shot. And I was a football guy. I used to squat, power clean all the time, <laughs> man, working my legs. I mean, there's this picture of you in action shot, and your quad looks like a like a bodybuilder. I'm, I'm like, that's a basketball player, man. What's what's your leg workout, Coach? Mar- Mar- Marshant, we. I, I I laugh about that. It's funny you brought that up, and I'm not <laughs> taking credit for any of my physique, but uh, Steve Maples was our strength coach. We don't have the big – they didn't have the big – you know, Southern Miss always does a lot with a le- with less. Oh, oh, yeah, that little Back waiver. Back in the oh, yeah. 80s, now, we trained – we had one strength coach. Mm-hmm. Steve Maples was our strength coach, and I love Steve to this day. He was our strength <laughs> coach. He trained us just like the football guys. We were in there at the same time. We didn't have the big fancy weight room. Ours was over where the Duff Center is now. Right. The Duff Center didn't look anything like – it wasn't called the Duff Center then – it was just it was the field house and 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 the the weight room in there is probably about a fifth of the size of what they have now that beautiful uh facility that they have now and we one strength coach for all the sports so you would see the basketball players you'd see the big 69 610 67 forwards training right alongside the linebackers <laughs> and there was no different and, uh, and and of course it wasn't the most uh how they do it now with the you know as scientific it was two sets of 20 squats which you know even with the bar that's hard thing to do yeah <laughs> it, it was something uh, those are some legendary days back there that we laugh about all the time but it, it's funny that you brought that up but we trained we we lifted just like football guys that's awesome man yeah. and, and shoot just get right back to those playing days you lived in van hall yeah. basketball players on the first floor football players kind of rest of the dorm that's how i lived when i was there how was that synergy with the football players back then, man? Well, I'll be honest with you. One of the th- – I'm glad you brought that up too, Marshall, because you and I, we, we, we can share a, a, a brotherhood and a mm-hmm. history. Even though you played, of course, you're much younger and All-American, you know, uh, you're set, you, you know, you are. But we, we shared a brotherhood. Some of my closest friends to this day are our, were our football players. And yeah. – the people that are listening to this podcast, and I, of course, I think that 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 are big time Southern Miss fans are probably junkies like you and I are about Southern Miss athletics. But Van Hall, of course, was the athletic dorm. You had that back when I was playing. The football players were the first and second floor basketball, and it was and maybe some of the walk on football players, a different kind of group, were on the. Yeah, third floor. I was their basketball first floor. We yeah. were the rest. Yeah, but, but, you know, so they must have, they changed it, I guess, after we left. But anyway, basketball, we were on the third floor and, and proud of it. And, but it was such a neat place. You knew all the football players to this day. Some of my biggest, of our, our biggest supporters in basketball are, were guys that played football here. And, and we all talked about, you know, we, you were just, you were, and, 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 and we were the biggest, the, the, the football team's biggest supporters, you know, I mean, because you live with those guys. We, you and I, would have eaten lunch together and, you know, cause Van Hall, of course, as you remember, had the cafeteria down there on the bottom. And um, it was just a great thing now with the change of the NCAA rules and then basically outlawing athletic norms, so to speak. And you have all the players, football and basketball live all over town in apartments. And I just think they're missing a great, 
you know, a great part of their college experience by doing that. And uh, just like you and I can talk and laugh about Van Hall and things that happened, even though we didn't, we weren't there in exactly the same era, it, it, they, they don't have that, 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 they, and I think they still have relationships with the other athletes, but it's not like it was when you live and eat with everybody for, for four years, you know, and uh, like I said, some of my best friends to this day were our football players that, that played and we lived together in Van Hall. No, heck yeah, man. Van Hall was like a fraternity, like a brotherhood. Yes. I mean, there's a slogan V5 that a lot of the guys in social media use to this day. I mean, yep. I, I was good friends, Kelly McCarty, Damian Smith, some of these guys yep. playing when I was there to this day, still budge, you know? So yeah, you are correct. Absolutely right there. Yeah, that, It was a neat time. And you mentioned fraternity and if one, one athlete ever got and, and of course, I was a fraternity guy. You were a fraternity guy. A lot of the athletes were fraternity guys. But if something ever happened and over in fraternity row, the football players, you know, would be, you know, they'd be – it, it kind of transcended, you know, a little bit that everybody would kind of band together, you know. It was really a neat deal. I think using the term fraternity, we had our own fraternity at Van Hall. Oh, absolutely, man. So kind of getting back to present day with, uh, with Southern Miss stuff. Uh, so the COVID years were rough, man, a, a yeah. rough three years right there. I mean, you know, just a situation you dealt with. I want to get into what happened in this offseason, man. Um, I was supporting the heck out of you on social media. I was texting you because I was just seeing the recruiting job you were doing. I mean, it, it, you, you lost half the team. You were hitting yeah. the roads, man, working mm -hmm. the phones. Um, you know, talk about that offseason recruiting job that you put in because it, it's one of the best I've ever seen in Southern Miss. And gosh, you know, Marshan, again, you don't think about, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I was knowing the, the nature of our business and to be as blunt as I can. Uh, and and I there was nobody hurting or more disappointed than where we were at the end of last season and myself. I blame nobody else, no players, assistant coaches. It, I take full responsibility. I did then, I'm doing it now. Um, it, it, you know, I, I, people ask me all the time, what about this? Well, you know, I said, I either hired that guy or okay, that player to come. So it, 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 it stops here. I'm not blaming anybody. And I know, and I've, I was always raised, never make excuses. Just, it is what it is and, and, and do the best to move forward. And, but I don't think you can really talk about what got us, what, the, what we had to do in the off season until if you put it in context and you remember you, we, we, we came in, um, missed by the time that we took the job. My first year here, signing day was over with. Uh, uh, of course, Coach Sadler had done, I think, an incredible job under some hard, hard circumstances uh, that he had inherited from uh, the probation. And then um, the second year, COVID hits. So the first year was tough just because we just didn't – we didn't have a chance to recruit here. It was our first year, and, and, and most of the players had graduated from the year – before so we just basically had to play with the hand that we were dealt well of course the next year COVID hits we were not allowed to recruit off camp not just USM everywhere you, you right. couldn't recruit off campus you couldn't uh, uh you couldn't bring players on visits so we couldn't we, we we didn't have much coming back from the team before of course as I just mentioned and so there was no continuity and we just you, – you, you can't recruit a player, or I can't, without sitting them down and looking in their eyes and find out what they're all about. They may, they may be a great basketball player, but they may not be the right fit for us and for what we're looking for and what we needed. And, and of course, so 
that went on for two years. And, uh, and, and of course we, we, we paid the price for it and, uh, struggled and, and, uh, just, you know, and then of course we're, we're finishing up my third year and I knew the nature of our business that I said, we're not, you know, I, I better get something going pretty quick or my dream job is about to, you know, I'm not going to have that much longer. I'm thankful for people like you. I'm thankful for Jeremy McLean. Uh, uh, of course, Dr. Bennett at the time, uh, our past president and Joe Paul. And, and again, a, a group of people uh, like yourself that could kind of see through some things um, and were not as quick to criticize. And, and uh, so we got to the end of last season. We were one in 17 in our league, won seven games overall. Uh, and, and when the season was over with, I, I, I actually immediately left and went to uh, Hutchinson, Kansas to recruit. I knew we needed some immediate help. And I said, well, there's two ways to get immediate help and is, and is junior college players and or division one transfers. So I go to the national junior college tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas. Uh, I watched the entire tournament from there. Uh, I drove across the state of Kansas and my son who plays basketball for Loyola, New Orleans, was they were playing in the national junior college tournament. I mean, a uh, NAI national NAI championships in Kansas city. So during that time was a very dark time, Marshan. And I mean, a lot of soul searching, uh, not self pity, but more, actually more to, uh, uh, Hey, I, I, we got to do something is, was my added. I've got it. I'm not going to sit here and just play this thing out. This program means too much to me. I'm, I'm from Hattiesburg. These, these are people that had supported me in coming. I feel like I've let them down. I feel like I've let the school down. So, I mean, it, but it, but it made me emboldened and more determined about it, it, if it could be done. And, uh, I said, well, by God, if I go down, I'm going to go down swinging. And, uh, and I'm not just going to sit here and just just curl up in the corner and just and, and get kicked around. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna at least go down fighting. And so I knew I had to make some changes. Well, about that time, it, I'm, I'm sitting in a hotel in Kansas City, uh, in, like my, my son and them were fight, you know going through that tournament, and I'm there by myself. And every day the phone's ringing, and it's one of our players from last year. Uh, Coach, I, I'm I'm going to get in the transfer portal. Well, I had made my mind up, Marshant. I said, when they caught the year before, when several of them, after we had a, a rougher year during, a, you know, we had a shortened season the year before, if you remember, basically it was league play only. And we didn't do that badly. We were com very competitive. And I thought that we had a chance to make improvement this past year, but a number of the players would come in and, uh, you know, of course, listening to other people, listening to other schools, recruiting them off our roster and coach, I'm going to go to the, and I, I, I want to get in the transfer portal. And I would just – I would fight it, Marshan. I would go, oh, no, you don't need to do that. We're going to be better. But this year I said, you know what? We need a reset. If they don't want to be at Southern Miss and, and, and fight with us, then I'm going to support them. I know that's the right thing to do, Christian. I have no hard feelings. But, but I wasn't going to try to talk any of them into staying. Well, of course, every day there was another one and another mm. one and another one. And, and, of course, the criticism was mounting and mounting and mounting. And I don't read social media, but it's hard to ignore it. And your wife's crying and your children are reading it. And, you know, I don't think people realize, you know, it affects a lot of people. And, 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 and some of the hurtful and nasty, nasty things, I can take it. But it's hard to see them, you know, knowing that it bothered them when they're, they're talking 
in, in such a negative way and some of them very personal, but that, that, that was okay. I said, I said, you know, it is what it is. And so again, our players are calling and, and, you know, and that coach, I want to leave. Hey, look, thank you for what, this was way I would handle. Thank you for your contributions to Southern Miss. And I, I hope you find what you're looking for. And I truly mean that. And I do. And I mean that to this day, I hope all of them are doing great. And, uh, but I knew then every time one of them did it, I said, well, that's, that's another opening. That's another opening, and that's going to give us a chance to reset our schedule. Well, I left from there, uh, from Kansas City. I called uh, Garland Wilson, my director of operations. I said, gee, book me a flight from Kent instead of back to, uh, to New Orleans and drive back to Hattiesburg. My, my vehicle, of course, was in New Orleans at the airport. I said, book me a flight to Miami. And I had been on the phone. I had developed a friendship with Juan Cardona, who you, you've gotten to be well, very good friends with. Uh, yeah, definitely want to talk about uh, Coach okay. Cardona because, I mean, you got two great assistants with Nick Williams and Isaiah yeah. Carson. But, man, that third assistant right there, Coach Cardona, you know, I'm a defensive guy, nasty yeah. bunch guy. He's your defensive coordinator, man, and he's the yeah. most high-energy basketball coach I've about ever seen, man. He's everything you want. <laughs> he, if he – I don't know how much he knows about football – <laughs> but he is he not the typical Division One football defensive coordinator? His energy, aggressiveness. Well, he reminds me a lot of John Thompson. That I was fixing to say, remind me of John. I was going to say, John. Man, when you guys said defensive coordinator for you guys, John Thompson clicked in my head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not, not the biggest guys in stature, but man, they're giants when they talk. And that's and, Coach Cardona, man. <laughs> no doubt. And, and Lord, me and you could have a whole podcast with Coach Car on Coach Cardona. Yeah. But Juan and I, Juan and I had developed a friendship when I was coaching at Southeastern Louisiana prior to coming to USM. This was not just some kind of knee-jerk deal. I had actually tried to hire him at Southeastern Louisiana. It was our third assistant position. It paid very little. He has a, a, a large family, six children, four of them really small, and he just couldn't do it. And uh, then I missed him by three days. When I got the job here at Southern Miss, of course, as you know, it was after signing day, as I'd mentioned earlier, kind of when I was giving the synopsis of my career, and I called Juan. I had missed him by three days. He had just taken a job at Mercer University which is how Felipe Hase and Neftali Alvarez ended up at Mercer. They went with the coach. Felipe had been at South Carolina and, and Neftali had been at Fairfield. But when coach got the job there, they're like sons to him. They came yeah, and, and went to Mercer. <laughs> and, uh, and I had just missed him even, and we had developed and stayed in touch over the, the from Southeast Louisiana when I was recruiting one of his players. And we just stayed in touch all the time. And it was one of those situations that he and I just clicked. When I first went over, when I was at Southeast Louisiana, we went to a Hooters after their high school practice and sat there for about three hours. I know most people would think I was looking at the waitresses and all that kind of stuff. And I probably was. They had a lot some of business gets done at Hooters. <laughs> a lot of business. They had some pretty Latin American girls. But, but, the, the fact is, is we ended up most of the time Xing and Owen on some napkins and, hey, coach, what about this? We just hit it off and we stayed in touch and talked all the time. And it, but it was one of those things that as a head coach in the back of your mind, you go, I, I could see him work with us working together one day. And of course, I got to USM. I tried to hire him again. So I missed out twice. And then, so again, fast forward to the end of last year, I'm sitting in there in Kansas City. All of our players are leaving. Uh, I got a couple of coaches there looking out for their best interest. And 
they, you know, they know we're probably on the end of our deal. And, and uh, if we don't get it turned around and they, they're looking for some longevity, don't blame them at all. And uh, so, so again, I, I'm thinking, so we just got to totally reset and it's got to start with me. It's got, we got to look at everything we got to do. Called Garland Wilson, gee, book me a ticket instead of New Orleans, book me a ticket to Miami. Uh, I, of course, talked to Juan. He was excited. He had left Mercer the year before, had gone back to Miami. He was this time, the timing was right. And uh, went in there and, and he and I met uh, and, and, I knew right then this was going to work, but I, I was very upfront with him, Marchant, as well as Nick and Isaiah, uh, and we can get to their 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 stories too because they're they're unique. But I said I said Juan, I know you've got a family, and I said, uh, uh, and of course I didn't know his background, kind of where he was at that point in his life. I said I, I said, but I don't. You got to understand if we don't get this thing turned around, we're going to be out of a job come next March, mm -hmm. and. Uh, even though I had never been told that by my boss, but I'm, I just know the nature of the business. Right. right. And uh, so I said, uh, I, so I don't want you to move to Hattiesburg for a few months. And all of a sudden now we're, you're looking for another job. I said, I just want to be upfront about that. He never bought, mm -hmm. never bought coach. We're going to turn this thing around. Well, initially he, and of course, then as that happened, I mean, within just a week or so of hiring him, Neftali Alvarez, who was already in the transfer portal, says, I'm coming to Southern Miss. And he was kind of the bell cow. Then you started having a few of our returning players, DeAndre Pinckney, Tyler Mormon, Moe Mo, Mo Arnold, Denijay Harris. They start, not that they were in the portal, they go, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. So uh, Jeff Armstrong, uh, uh, Tate Ryder, Trey Alfonso. So you, have a, you had a – we had a total reset of the coaching staff and then now you got a good core of our returning players coming back that didn't do the most popular thing and leave when things look bleak. They stayed the course. And that's why I got a, a warm spot in my heart for all those guys I just mentioned because they hung in there with us, Marchant. And then all of a sudden now, you know, Marchant, it's not easy to talk a young man in, especially a higher-level player that many, many other people want to come to Hattiesburg on a team that's seven and 21 and very good, uh, seven and excuse me, 23 last year, 24, whatever it was. And now you're coming, you're coming, talk them into coming. And it looked like it's your last, you know, it could be your last year of coaching. That's a difficult thing to do, but it's amazing. That's why I say I'm blessed. And I just in awe of the Lord's touch on it, because it, it, when you look back, it's almost, it's unbelievable okay. how it happened. And then from day one, the day one of those guys in June being here, you you just knew it was different. You saw us in the fall, early in the fall. You took time to come talk to our team. Co yeah, Coach, you had me talk to the team, and I stayed and watched practice after I'm looking at some of the guys next to me. I'm like, this is different, man. This is good. This is – something special is going on, and, and I'm loving watching, watching Coach Cardona coach. <laughs> I'm like, look, look at this. So it's, it was just different. And it's kudos to you, man. I, I know you yeah. give props to a lot of people. But the work you put in in the offseason, it's one of the greatest coaching jobs in Southern Miss history. Period. End of story. I'm a guy right now. Give you the trophy for National Coach of the Year. Wow. You know, you, you're a humble guy, but I, I think it should happen. So um, <laughs> so let's let's get into something real quick where, okay. where you're rewarded big time, man. And the guys that came back rewarded big time. Thursday, February 9th, the Raging Cajuns are in town. Can we sell this puppy out? I, I went to that game in 2012 against Memphis. 
the rowdiest thing I've ever seen at Southern Miss. You know, it, it was nuts. So I'm there pregame at the women's game. I'm like, man, can we sell this thing out? And sure enough, everybody's following in. And, you know, it's a whiteout game. And I'm looking around right before tip-off. I'm like, looking at my wife, Angel. I'm like, we did it. We did it. And, <laughs> and Coach, I was so happy for you. Well, so happy for the guys you named, like the Pinkneys, the Harrises, who stuck it out, the yeah. Moes. Um, and, and, you know, and you win the game. And then Pinkney's post-game interview with ESPN after, man, he, he's almost tearing up. Because yeah. he saw it when nobody was there, and now he gets to see what it can be like. And it's just – what was – I kind of rambled a little bit, but it was such a yeah. special night. What did Thursday, February 9th mean to you, Coach? Yeah, you know, I've got it, – it, it, and it, you talk about emotional, uh, getting a little emotional hearing you talk about that. And, and when you see those videos, of course, since that night, gosh, the incredible energy and passion. And – Marshan, I'll go back to the 80s and, and, of course, briefly talked about it. You mentioned the NIT team. That was kind of how it was every night then. Right, right. You know? and, and then for whatever reason, nobody's fault, nobody's blame, nobody's anything. Just, you know, from, you know, from the mid-90s, because all the coaches had some success. I mean, and when Coach Turk retired, Coach Green – had, they had some success, and, and I mean, he did a great job. And then Coach Hugh Stacy, they had some success, did a great job. But it was always kind of choppy, you know. And I mean, same thing with me. I mean, Coach Tyndall had had two really good teams here. Coach Sadler did a great job under some just dire circumstances. But my goal and vision from day one, and you mentioned that you had uh, you listened to the introductory interview, from, was to help return Southern Miss men's basketball back to a place of national respect and prominence, uh, begin to fill Reed Green with, with, with uh, you know, a, a fan base that was excited and, uh, and that it was – and compete for championships. And so, all of a sudden, we kind of got there. You know, coming off of a 7-23, and 23, and I'm leading up to February 9th, mm -hmm. so coming off 7-23, and 23, when the season started, there, were hardly, there weren't very many people there, yeah. you know. But, like, when you you just for yourself, you came and you saw there may be a little something, you know, but there are still big question marks, and I'm not sure. And then so you would go tell a couple of people, or, and, of course, in your case, people love to listen to you. You get online, hey, they're, they're, they may be a little better in basketball this year, you know, and, hey, you need to come see it. So, so, you know, 20 people became 40. And then, you know, all of a sudden now we get off to it. We get off have a, a, a really good non – uh, conference schedule. We we upset some people. We win at Vanderbilt. We win at Liberty. We win, you know, we go to Cancun and win the tournament down there against some good competition. And all of a sudden that wins win our games at home. And all of a sudden people are going, hey man, what they may be through, but wait till they get to league play. You know, they're just it was almost like people were waiting for us to fall apart, you know, mm -hmm. and we get off to a quick start in league play. And uh then then from that point on I think that's when people, when we won our first two league games, people start saying they they may be pretty good, and it goes from two hundred to four hundred to eight hundred to sixteen hundred. Now we've got four thousand forty five hundred. We'd never even come close to those kind of crowds in recent years, and uh, and then leading up, so it's building and building and building. Of course, we end up fast forward to play uh, old rivals from Lafayette. Louisiana, uh, who's who's currently number one in the league. We're tied with them for number one, of course, at this point. And the lead up and build up to that game and the intensity and the emotion was really incredible. And that's what I wanted our players to experience. 
that, hey, this is what this is the way it's been at Southern Miss, and this is the way we're going to get it back to. But to see it happen so fast over the course of one season was just really an incredible thing. And that the the energy that Marchant, the crowd has brought to every game has been really unbelievable and has impacted our winning. And of course, now we finished the season undefeated at home. Uh, I think for the second or third time, I may be off of that a little bit, only going on what I was told. I, I haven't researched that. One time in the 50s, maybe one time in the early uh, 2011 or 2012 when Coach Hugh Stacey's team went to the NCAA tournament, I think, and this one. So two or three times where we, we finished a season undefeated. It's very difficult to do at home. So, and then, that, but, but it certainly the culmin, I'll never forget that night of February 9th, uh, the excitement that was in Reed Green. And, and that's why it's so emotional to talk about it. Oh man, it was just a gift to Southern Miss, gift to you, gift to the players that stuck around. So I was lucky enough to be there, being that number. What a great, great night, man. So coach, as we record this, there's two games left in the season for you on the road. Uh, this show will be on Tuesday at the start of the Sun Belt tournament. Okay. Um, Speaking of the tourney time, man, you know, uh, people are your names popping up for at large bids, possibly, man. Um, so how is it just having you being mentioned for shot at the big dance, even if you don't win the, the Sun Belt title, man? It's got to be pretty cool. It, it is. Uh, you know, it's gratifying. We, we've known we've had a good team, but it's gratifying now that other people are, are, are validating that and people that are in the in that, that, that business, you know, I, I just heard, I was earlier today before you and I uh, recorded this podcast, I was doing my weekly radio show and uh, someone there said, coach, did you see where y'all got, y'all just got three votes to be in the top 25. I, I mean, I literally, I had not heard that. And I was like, man, I said, that's awesome. But, you know, we're to, to be honest with you, uh, you, you take the praise and the criticism. We've, we've talked at length about the, criti the criticism that comes with losing. Uh, no one more critical than self than I, I've been of my own personal self and disappointed, not been able to deliver sooner. Um, but and, and so I, I also take the praise like that. So many people, oh, coach this and that, and I appreciate it. And oddly enough, Marcy, I'll say this in a funny way. Some of the same people I know that were criticizing and ready, ready to ship me back down to Hancock County were the same ones that now are, oh, I knew y'all were going to do it, you know, and I know better than on some of them. That's why I'm thankful for guys like you who are true and, and supportive and you hung in there as long as somebody would could above and beyond uh, hanging in there with us when maybe – it wasn't, you know, the, the cool thing to do. And I, that's why I'm thankful for you personally. And I'm telling you that, and there's, there's a group of others too. And, uh, but we've got, so I put blinders on, I put earmuffs on, I try thankful for the praise and the support. Uh, don't, didn't like the criticism, but understood that came with the job and try not to pay too much, too much attention to that and just focus on the task at hand. And that's what I tried to do in that hotel room in Kansas city last year is just get to myself, get regrouped. Hey, got enough fight in me and pride. We're gonna come out fighting. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm. If I go down, I'm gonna go down with my head up and 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 swinging, knowing that I did everything that I could possibly do. And again, give great praise and credit to the Lord. He's taking care of me and our program. 
Man, there's a lot of fun slogans with Southern Miss through the years. I mean, the name of this show, Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime, is one of my favorite. Yes. 80s Eagle Fever is always one of my favorite. <laughs> you know, you're a big 80s guy. We yeah. got Eagle Fever. We, shoot, we saw the Molly Ringwalds together, the 80s cover yeah. band just recently, yeah. man. We love yes. the 80s. But with that said, man, 80s Eagle Fever, in my eyes, is coming back. The big three sports, you yeah. know, baseball is a machine right now. Football just won a bowl game back winning again. You guys are doing – Hollywood movie type stuff, man. I'm starting to feel 80s Eagle fever right now. For people that don't know, it's something you can't explain. Yes. It's it's just this fever going on. Do, do you feel it? I do. I, I do. And, again, I, a minute ago you started talking about the game at La- with, we played here at Reed Green against Lafayette and being sold out. Now you're talking about Eagle fever. That's the way it was, Marshan, in the early 80s. Our football team, Reggie Collier, Sammy Winder, uh, Gerald Bayless, they call the Space Ghost defensive tackle, nose tackle. I mean, I can just name all these all-time greats, and I get fired up talking about it. Uh, Lewis Lips, uh, just these all-time great USM football players on these great teams that yeah, I, I can still remember in 81, they they go to Florida State, and I'm talking about beat them like they stole something. Right. 58, to 14, 58 to 14 like they stole something. Right. <laughs> and uh, just, 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 just beat the brakes off of them and that that was every year and 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 then of course our basketball team began to do to play at a national level our baseball team and the whole town what it was it that our community not just Hattiesburg but South Mississippi and the Louisiana of course you know it you're a New Orleans guy New Orleans part of our geographical imprint the North Shore Covington Mandeville Slidell South Mississippi Jackson over to Vicksburg Everybody just got on fire about Southern Miss, and it it became exciting, and our enrollment grew to we were the largest in the state. And, uh, of course, I got some cons- conspiracy theories about what happened because I think we got too big too fast, if you know, in politics in Mississippi. And yeah, I think some things, <laughs> some things were done to uh, put us back in our place, so to speak. But I, I, you and I could talk for a long time we'll, on that. But, we'll talk offline with that. Yeah, right, right. I think people but know my, where my, po- my point is, is it, it galvanized a community. It galvanized er- everything was just about Southern Miss. And, and I'm beginning to see that come back. I'm even starting to see people talk about Eagle Fever. I, I'm starting to see right. that and hear that more than I have since the early 80s. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And Southern Miss is a fun, cool place to be, man. Yeah. Uh, I read a comment from somebody on my show a couple of shows ago. Uh, Southern Miss is kind of one of those places you don't go with the norm. You have this audacious attitude. You know, yes. you, you, you kind of break away from the crowd. And it, it's, it's that chip on your shoulder mentality that what you're doing uh, kind of gives us a bigger chip on our shoulder. Like, yeah, what, what you going to do now? Yeah. So, But we appreciate all you're doing, Coach. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just been a magical magical season i mean you're beloved around here and uh do you have any closing words for the southern miss fans uh, yes i'm so thankful i'm glad you give me that opportunity and i'll try to make this brief and i could i could be get a little bit too long-winded on this i'm so so thankful to be the coach here i'm thankful to be uh to to even be associated with guys like you who i really look up to i mean you you're you're a godlike figure to me mark and i'm not telling you that to just pump you up because i just loved i like guys that play athletics like you played football just hard-nosed all over the field tough and you embodied yourself even though you're very humble you embodied the southern miss way the way that we do things 
maybe a little, maybe you were a little bit too short and maybe not fast enough to go to LSU, you know, because uh, you grew up in New Orleans. But but that's who Southern Miss has been our whole our 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 entirety, right? And we go we're giant killers, you know. I I, I of course we don't you know our basketball team, we don't charter flight to games, you know, and, and I know like uh, Austin Crowley who transferred here from Ole Miss, they, they have, they have <laughs> charter flights and they, they probably stay at the Ritz Carlton hotel and they get this and that. We don't do that. You know, we're blue collar and we want our guys to appreciate that. And as I told Austin that we were kind of laughing in front of the team one day, I said, well, what's that got Ole Miss? You know, what's going to come down is that what happens inside those sidelines and end zones in football, what happens inside the sideline and baseline in basketball, and what happens inside that diamond. All that stuff means nothing when it comes down to to you knocking the heck out of somebody on the other side of that uh, line of scrimmage, blocking somebody out on the basketball court, or, or, hey, I'm I'm pitching and you're hitting and I'm fixing to throw it by you. I mean – None of that matters anymore. It all comes down to what's in here and, and, you know, what's up there. And that's who Southern Miss is. We don't care who you are, anyone, anywhere, anytime, name of your show. We'll play you. We'll fight you. Whatever you want to do, come on, because we ain't backing down. And that's 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 Southern Miss mentality. Absolutely. The Mickey Spagnuolo. That's right. Well, we know blood, we know sweat, man. You don't want to fight those guys. So You don't want to fight Southern see. Miss guys. That's and what it's I'm coming, seeing. On the- and it's coming back, Marchant. It's coming that Absolutely. That mentality is coming back. Will Hall's got it going over in football. Of course, Scott Berry's had it going in baseball. And that, 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 that the tradition of our baseball team. I mean, look last year, LSU, the tradition-rich baseball team comes in here. And uh, they went home, finished their season, you know, like a lot of other people. Of course, Ole Miss ends up beating us the next week. They go on to win the national championship. But that's the level that we play at, and now we're getting basketball to that level. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, Coach, I appreciate all you're doing, man. It's just a magical season, one of the greatest uh, achievements in basketball I've seen in a long, long time, man. So good luck with the rest of the season. And uh, as always, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed that interview with head men's basketball coach Jay Ladner, and hopefully they can punch the ticket to the big dance really, really soon. Well, you've seen on this show, I brought some great memories from the past from some familiar faces. And this week, I thought I'd keep it basketball themed. So here comes a guy who's in the Southern Miss Athletics Hall of Fame. He was one of the greatest ever play at Reed Green Coliseum, a great friend of mine. So I'm bringing you a memory from the one and only Kelly McCarty. What's up, everybody? Man, just sending a uh, shout-out to Marshant. Thanks for having me on. Kelly McCarty here, former Southern Miss Golden Eagle. One of my favorite moments at Southern Miss was um, actually when uh, we would just tailgate before the games uh, out in front of Van Hall, man. It was so cool to see all the businesses, all the alumni, the people that supported uh, supported Southern Miss sports and um, Southern Miss as a university would uh, just host, um, you know, have tents set up and trucks pulled up, music playing right out in front of our dorm. And uh, we would tailgate, you know, we would normally have an early practice that morning and then we would come back and um, the football team would be getting ready to do their thing and the basketball team would get a chance to eat for free 
off of the tailgating and stuff. I guess that was our form of NIL back then. It was food though. Um, but no, man, that was one of my favorite moments. Uh, love my time at Southern Miss from 94 to 98. All right, go Eagles, Southern Miss to the top. Thanks so much for sending those comments into the show, Kelly McCarty. Well, I want a lot of fan interaction for this show and you all have delivered. And uh, this next segment of the show is dedicated to a lot of that. And it's a segment that we call Four and Out. And on this segment of Four and Out, I recently asked the Southern Miss Nation on Twitter, I said, what was your favorite Southern Miss sports moment? A lot of good comments, a lot of great comments. I can only get to so many, but uh, here are some that I thought were pretty dang cool. First up from Common Sense Eagle, probably being in New York when we won the NIT. Great overall experience. Our first Liberty Bowl was another great experience, and I played in that Liberty Bowl with a special night back in 1997. Next up, Chad Dickens. I've got two. The first is when we went into Tallahassee and just beat the pants off the Knolls with Reggie at quarterback. And the other was witnessing Bear Bryant lose his final home game. Both were memorable road trips. Thanks, Chad, right there. Next up, Bryant Wallace, who was in person at these four events. Uh, Bryant said, first up, 1997 Liberty Bowl versus Pitt. Second up, 2003 TCU won the Conference USA Championship. Third up, 1981 Alabama win. And fourth up, 2000 GMAC Bowl versus TCU. Great football moments right there, all four. Uh, next up, Colson's Beer. Going to Reed Green in 1987 with Ole Miss friends. The first round of the NIT, sitting behind the goal, uh, watching alley-oops and flipping off backboard dunks as we beat the brakes off point guard Rod Barnes and coach Big Ed Murphy. And of course, the ride home. I'm sure that was a, a great, great ride home. Well, thanks for all that, Southern Miss Nation. Appreciate your support of the show. And uh, that's it for another episode of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. And uh, all I ask is that if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Easy to do and it's free to do. Just press subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please subscribe over there as well. Well, hope you're enjoying the show. And as always, until next time, it's Southern Miss to the top. Thanks again for tuning into the show. Join us next week when we have on the Southern Miss Hall of Fame linebacker, T.J. Slaughter.